The following program may offend those who say fudge instead of another F word. It may also offend those who say fudge when asked to rank their top three desserts. It's Thursday, July 23rd, 2020 from Slate. It's the gist. I'm Mike Pesca. Donald Trump was interviewed last night on Fox by Dr. Mark Siegel. Trump was not taking his chances with any old Fox host who might hold him to, say, account. Oh, no, this was Dr. Mark Siegel, who said this about Trump's leadership on the coronavirus early on. Are you impressed by that, uh, the number of Americans who've got that much confidence in the Trump administration? Absolutely, Lou. I think that the task force that the president put together and his leadership on this has been tremendous. Now, that assessment was offered 10 days after Trump said these words. Now, the virus that we're talking about having to do, you know, a lot of people think that goes away in April with the heat as the heat comes in. Uh, Typically, that will go away in April. Siegel has applauded Trump every step of the way and was therefore the right man to conduct this interview about a very vital medical subject gripping the country's attention, which is the president's lack of dementia, or should I say the president's repeatedly stated lack of dementia. Yes, at issue is the president's terrific brain. Because the president keeps returning to that issue, he must think it's a big electoral winner for him. I mean, imagine a president who doesn't have early onset dementia. It is the dream of Alexander Hamilton. It is why he authored all those Federalist papers and didn't give away his shot to one day found a country led by a man who's not insane or muddle-brained. King George II was insane, by the way. And so here we are today, 43 presidents later, led by such a good man with such a good brain that he needs us all to know how good a brain it is. Keeps bringing it up in interview after interview. Last night, he did so with an actual doctor with credentials that I just cited, impeccable ones, meaning he loves Trump. But also, to remind you a little bit more about Mark Siegel, he thought the coronavirus was a great big ball of hype. Here he was on March 6th. I'll test the flu. I'll test the coronavirus to calm fears. And people are going to start to get the idea that it's not that widespread. Siegel was privy to a different test yesterday as the president detailed the difficulty of the cognitive test that he was administered a while ago. I gave you this test, a version of this test, what Trump called the hardest parts of this test on the show a couple days ago. I read some actual words that are actually read by a doctor to a patient who might have, say, Alzheimer's. And those words are face velvet, church, daisy green. Now, the point of it is that they're random words Not obscure words, but words unrelated to each other. In fact, I want to let you know that I am so dedicated to this idea that the words be unrelated that I saw in the official test the last word was red and not green, and I changed it for the gist version of the memory test. I changed it to green because I thought that red was too associated with red velvet cake, thus perhaps skewing the results. Such is my dedication to the process and adjudication of you, the listener, as non-demented. That is why I ask you to recall those words. Can you? Can you do it? Those words? They were face velvet, church, daisy, green. The president, by the way, tweaked the test in the discussion that he had with Dr. Siegel. Like a memory question. It's uh, like you'll go person, woman, man, camera, TV. So they say, could you repeat that? So I said, yeah. So it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay. So in his case, it wasn't unrelated words. It was 
notably things in Trump's direct line of sight. (laughs) So 20 seconds after the clip I just played, when Trump busts out the same sequence. And you go person, woman, man, camera, TV. It's not quite as impressive as the actual test because I'm recalling the words he said. He was just going down the line. There's a person, there's a man, there's a woman, camera, TV, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if I got him in the right order. I wouldn't have got as high marks as Trump. By the way, all of this, this impressive world-beating demonstration of non-dementia, you know what it does? I think it sets Trump up pretty well after the presidency. Now, there is a downside, which is that he won't be able to put forward a diminished capacity defense if the Manhattan District Attorney or SDNY brings charges. I guess somewhere out there in gangster heaven, Vincent the Chin Gigante is saying, no, you got to start muttering and shuffling around in a bathrobe early on. Can't do it at the last minute. Ah, fungul. But should Trump be stripped of his assets and forced to raise money, he will now have the option of touring the country as Donald Trump and his feats of intellect and memory prowess. Marvel as Donald Trump remembers five words in order as he repeats the same story about having a friend who doesn't go to Paris anymore, as he conflates the notion that windmills kill eagles and also cause cancer, as he invents on the spot different things that a dog can do, like get fired. There was Trump U and Trump Stakes, Trump Casino, and now the Trump traveling show of medical marvels and mental feats, in which the former president will prove himself to be the greatest conjurer that history chronicles. The amazing Trumpkin at a fairground or Reddit channel near you. On the show today, well, we're not done with the category of impassioned, but perhaps ill-informed people. Across America, citizens have been asked and sometimes mandated to wear masks. These requirements often come at the local level and as such are overseen by county boards that blessedly allow for public comment. Many of these comments tend to be extreme, (laughs) but how extreme, how insane, how unhinged, how out there. For the rest of this show, I will be joined by Trumpcast host Virginia Heffernan as we play examples of citizens engaging in the right to be heard on the issue of why masks are a huge lie, means of control, or sinister plot. We shall analyze and judge them and offer you the definitive answer who refused to wear it best. Virginia Heffernan, unmasked and up next. Some people like the unpacking videos. Some people like the ASMR. I like the ASMR back cracking videos, but there is a new video trend that's sweeping the nation. Crazy people who don't want to wear masks. Now, the most popular genre of this is people in commercial spaces objecting to being told to wear a mask or even seeing masks. I'm not as into that as the public comment section of city council meetings. Public comments, they never let you down. I've been casually collecting a few of the greatest hits of people who want to tell their elected officials, damn it, we don't want to wear a mask. But I don't know how to rank them or which ones are better than others. So what I thought I would do is invite on someone who I think shares my passion, I hope. She's Virginia Heffernan. She is the host of Trumpcast on this, the Slate Podcast Network. Hello, Virginia. Mike, hello. I do share your passion for this and and so much else. (laughs) 
public comments are usually good, but public comments when the commenter is so clearly wrong and trying to kill you while uh, talking about liberty. I don't know. There's something just chef's kiss about them. Love it so much. And uh, yes, and I, <laughs> I've, I listened to Brian Lehrer to see exactly how to appreciate public commenters because, yeah, you can't just shut them out. You can't block comments. I feel like right. that is a, a public <laughs> disservice. And yes, a subtle thing. And in a couple of the clips we're going to play, you'll hear the elected official. And it is just like the throwing the uh, GTO that's going 90 in in reverse quickly on the highway as some frothy mouthed anti-masker is done with his or her comments. And then the beleaguered elected official tells us your time is up. Thank you for participating in our democracy. <laughs> so what I'd like to do is let's let's hear some. But also. Let's try to rank them, but I think we have to discuss criteria first. So I just kind of wrote down a couple notes, a couple of categories that they should be judged on. And I don't want to be too formal about this, but what I was thinking of is I want to judge these based on their passion, the passion of the speaker, the plausibility of the misinformation. I think points off if it sounds plausible. So the more wackadoo, the, the more I will give it credit. The bells and whistles. So someone just talking, that would be one thing. But, you know, if they bring any extra sound elements to it, including vocal, I want to give them some extra credit. And then a general un unhingedness. That, I think, should be rewarded. Is there anything else I'm missing, do you think? I mean, it is, it's, a, it's histrionics. This is, this is scenery chewing and, in some uh -huh. cases, scenery destroying when they tear apart the displays. Um, it is not a naturalistic method acting kind of thing. Operatic, right. Al Pacino, <laughs> we're talking big stage, commedia dell'arte kind of thing. You want to yeah. see big. You don't want to see them taking a moment to reflect. None of that. Right. Nothing right. subtle, nothing filmic, nothing verite, big. Right. You know, I was thinking maybe, I mean, just informally what I was doing is I say to myself, okay, if after you heard this person, if someone leaned over to me, if I was in the council, someone said, you know, she just got out of a mental institution. How shocked would I be on a scale of one to five? One being, huh, that's unexpected to five. Yeah, I'd be surprised if she were allowed to use a fork without a cork in it. So that's, that's a little... <laughs> back of the envelope calculation I'm doing as well. Okay, I think that's good. I think that's really All good. Right. Yep. Let's jump right in. Let's hear the first person. This is, I'll, uh, I'll set the scene. We go to West Palm Beach, Florida. Trying to get the people to train them so when the, the cameras, the 5G comes out, what? They're, they're, gonna, they're gonna scan everybody? We gotta get scanned, we gotta get temperatured? The kids have to go to school with masks? Are you insane? Are you crazy? I think all of you should be in a psych ward right the heck now. Because none of you, none of you know what the hell you are all talking about. This is insane. And then you want to open this meeting with a prayer to God. Are you praying to the devil? Because God is not listening to that prayer. Because all of you are practicing the devil's laws. What happened to Bill Gates? Why is he not in jail? Why is Hillary Clinton not in jail? Why are all of, the, all of these pedophiles that are demanding you all to, to listen to their rules? Why are they not in jail? Oh, is it because you're part of them? Thank are you, you part of the deep your state? Time has expired. The deep state is going down. And if any of you are morning. in the deep state, you're going down. Oh, how do we get it's better too, than that? Yeah. <laughs> that had everything. That had maybe not fluoride in the drinking water, but almost everything. The, what were your favorite it, moments? Okay, when... Uh, 
when a person lands on 5G, it's just, there's a, there's a lot of, so the balls are in the air, the balls are in the air. It could land a different place. Like, who knows, yeah. you know? It's like a Plinko um, chip, you know? Bing, yes. Boop, boop, boop. I mean, she could say, G? like, we're focusing too much on aerosolized virus and we really need to focus on sanitation. And, you know, she might be on a track of talking about hygiene and prevention of the pandemic. But no, she lands on those words. And they just, to me, they're like a major chord. 5G. Mm-hmm. When yes, someone yes. just says 5G, you're home. You just are <laughs> in a comfortable place where nothing is true. And yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to, your brain doesn't have to work the way it is in the, in the very beginning. And by the way, I know we're just listening to audio, but anyone who hasn't seen this clip, she does not look like you think she looks. She looks like she could be, you know, like a decent DSA candidate in, you know, for Congress. I mean, she's like a great looking, great looking young woman, woman poised, looks very much college educated. And she gets angrier and angrier. And but only when the word the point is only when the words and number 5G come out, do we know who we're dealing with, you know, but you're. I think you're skirting the question, which is why isn't Bill Gates in jail? Well, that's it. So here, so here's where I, I don't know, Mike, if you can follow me here, but this is a, some, <laughs> some sort of complex arguments I have. But let me just summarize it with the words "the devil," because oh. <laughs> once the devil comes in, once we're in, you know, church lady territory, like, oh, isn't yeah. that maybe that's Satan? That yeah. it's it's um. It's kind of all bets are off. Like the pinchin, pinchonian hysteria is over, and we're just into those like all all, all purpose syllables. Satan, the devil. I like. You know? I liked her. I liked her heck to hell transmission. Uh, oh, heck yes. to hell transition, which occurred within within the same sentence, I think, or right next to each other. You could tell that she was trying to keep it together by saying the proper heck, but then she just had to let loose. And I think maybe saying hell triggered within her uh, satanic imagery, and it was yes. just too much. She says hell. She realized they give a prayer to God, and I don't even know if. She is a Bible thumper, but just the rich irony was too much. She had to point out. She didn't say, I think you are in league and legion with Beelzebub. She yeah. just rhetorically said, if you're going to say God, I got to throw it out there. I just owe it in, in terms of intellectual consistency. You're in league with the devil. Yes, right. I know. She doesn't mess around. And, she, and right. And she she's, you know, it is. It, it's nice to see also like the sen- the the form of the English sentence and the and the kind of ups and downs of oratory are still in place even when the right. even when the dots being connected are you know blue to the planet xenon you know mm-hmm. and um, but that it, it, she sounds like someone she sounds like someone giving a Mr. Smith goes to Washington speech you know that's it right could if, be, you if, took, it, if you took yeah. if you took this issue and you made it into some something uh related to say global warming you yeah. could change she could say you're praying to god well i don't think god would appreciate what you're doing to his planet it's a devilish intent and instead yes. of 5g she might be saying exxon and instead of why isn't bill gates in jail she might be saying the Koch brothers so you could actually take the tone in the argument and make it well if it weren't insane you could make it sane if you just did a little a word replacement. It would be tough, but it does adhere to some sort of logic if the actual facts of what she was saying weren't 100% accurate. 
All right, let's go on to clip two. And that was, you know, I think that was exhaustive, and yet we haven't even touched the surface. But let's go on to St. Lucie County, Florida. Odd that so many of these would come from Florida. Now, if you know anything about the act, yeah, if you know anything about the actual St. Lucie, her eyes were gouged out, but the miracle (laughs) was that upon her burial, her eyes returned. Huh, I didn't know that. Let us see. Let us see if a new form of vision will be instilled by any of the following speakers. Here we go. Here's this concerned citizen. That is sick. We are being lied to. Our freedoms are being taken forever. And I will not be muzzled like a mad dog. And I will not have my health destroyed because you idiots can't figure, can't read truth. Oh, that was that was short. That was sweet. And I wonder, Virginia, mm-hmm. if Alex Jones didn't exist, would we find the need to invent him? And would it be this guy? I mean, I think, right, he's got the gravelly voice, um, which makes you, you do sort of think that he might have respiratory problems that might (laughs) come from yelling like this so often. But I like the muzzled like a mad dog. So Mm -hmm. the psych ward... You know, um, Bandy Lee, the the Yale psychiatrist who's um, who's written a lot about the president's shortcomings, um, mental and cognitive shortcomings, it really says that projection, that when your brain slips, it slips into this kind of chronic projection. Not like, oh, uh-huh. that's subtle. You, Mike, you probably are telling me you're tired. You know, I'm tired because you're tired. No, nothing subtle about it. More like... You're saying I need to be muzzled like a mad dog means I need to be muzzled like a mad dog. I mean, mm. who's acting like a mad dog? But, you know, he's, it's, it's a not, a, not a bad idea. And the other one yeah. with her psych ward, not a bad idea. She's thinking about psych wards. Uh, what you're talking about, maybe it's because your creativity um, ebbs away and you can't think of other accusations besides just, <sighs> I know you yeah. are, but what am I? Yeah, that's right. Right. I mean, your brain, the brain does seem to contract during these things. I know it does for me when I'm really heated. I, t- I turn to cliche, weird cliches that I don't you Do you ever do this? Like, if, I mean, not that you would ever get angry, but I mean, <laughs> at times, possibly that you may remember from years ago being angry. Do you, I, I, it's something atrophies in me. I don't have like arias, excellent arias. You right. know, I kind of like with the kids, I'll kind of repeat myself. In fact, recently yeah. I said to one of my, my, I said to my son, you need to go outside. You've got extra energy. You need to get your yayas out. <laughs> Never said it before in my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You're full of beans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what yeah. grandfather just made me say that? Yeah. Um, maybe maybe so- there's an X and Y axis of uh, verbal expression and the X axis is intensity and the Y axis is, you know, creativity or verbal dexterity. And I it's think- very hard to be. It's very hard to be high on both. It is. It is hard. Yeah. yeah. OK, let's keep going. OK, I'm against wearing masks. Speaker number three. I have the ability to do what I want, when I want, how I want. This is our country, not your country. It is not your job to tell me what to do, put on a mask. If you want to give health risk and blah, 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 tell people, hey, this is absurd. Stay at home, wear a mask. That's all you can do. You want to start mandating people to wear stuff? Trust me. These guys probably already know who I am because I walk around here with an AR-15. All right? I will audit you day in and day out. I see any of you without a mask on, I will personally call the police on you just so that you get that fine. Because if you guys can't even abide by your own rules, then I'm going to sit here and audit you. Especially you, Kathy, and especially you, Franny. Franny, you're a tyrant. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> All right. Wow. wow. That leaves me wanting more. Like, is Franny a tyrant? What tyrannical acts has Franny, has Franny engaged Good in? Good Dale Carnegie use of their names, though. You know, yeah, like he really, right. he, yeah. he, he engages them. He feels he's losing their attention. He's already brought up the gun. That's his, yeah. you know, his big weapon. But his switches, his heck to Quite hell literally, switches. Yes. His heck to hell switches on this one are interesting because he starts to go into a moment of total clarity, if, if not to say banality, a little bit into it when he starts to say, you know, you can tell me stay home and, and wear a mask, but that's kind of all you can do. You can't mandate it, which is something we all know is true. That's what that's yeah. what Governor Cuomo keeps saying. I can tell you to do this, but I can't you know, I'm not I'm not putting people in jail or even ticketing people for this right now. And so you're like, okay, we're in this moment of sanity. Then all of a sudden, he's like, no, I'm losing my whole reason for being. I have a gun! <laughs> like, he does not want consensus, harmony, peace. He doesn't want us to agree that, like, you know, that, I don't know. He just wants to pull out, at least rhetorically, his gun. And it, it yeah, just, probably it, more like, than he has to wake himself yeah. up. I didn't know that audit was part of the conspiracy theorist or, you know, very, very fervent Reddit uh, patriot, the Donald type uh, Reddit group word. But of course, I remember from a couple years ago, there was the movement to audit the Fed, which uh, which people on, I guess, the libertarian right believed in. And I hadn't heard audit in that use. But when he said, not I'll be watching you or I'll be monitoring you, but I'll be auditing you, I wonder oh. if that was by design and that's something that's used a lot in those circles. Wow, right. And it, I, yeah, I don't get the sense that he works for the IRS. No, that, I don't see, do green, I don't see green eye shades going, yeah, going on green, right. in that auditing. Maybe a scope. <laughs> is it? Oh, I had no. Okay. So, you know, it, this is what happened to me with the, um, there's a lot of playing catch up. Do you, but do you find this, Mike, maybe you stay on top of it but with the, um, the, the Trump's notorious call with the Ukrainian president. I can't tell when people are going off the ledge because when he mentioned CrowdStrike in that, and I read the transcript, I didn't know that CrowdStrike was a pinwheel eyes, tinfoil hat word. Um, and so I was like, well, yet another thing I don't know about in the world. And you, you have to stay on your toes about this vocabulary. Like, I didn't yeah. notice audit. I didn't notice audit. And audit does put him out of the, nor the Paul Ryan-y kind of half-lettered Ayn Rand readers into their possible realm of, as you say, the Reddit, the Donald thread. Yeah. It goes from Paul Ryan to Ron Paul with the verb audit. Exactly. You got one more? Shall I? Yes. So the last one, we're going to leave the sunny climes of Florida for the sunny climes of Ventura County, California, where this lady does not like masks. I am not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. I am not into sadomasochism and bondage. I am not a burglar. I am not a pandering politician like we see here and here and here and here. I am a proud Trump Republican, Trump Republican yearning to be free again. Who are you, victim or victor? If you are offended by anything I have said, 
by the masses of people, then I am offended by the masses of people who do not question your wholesale slaughter of our constitutional and inalienable rights. Shame on all of you. Let liberty ring. God bless America. Loud. And uh, from there, it goes on for a while. I think she knows all Wowie. the verses. Yeah. Wow. Well, she does not yeah. stutter. She doesn't no. stutter. She she and she lets freedom ring. That bell is not yeah. exactly the way that I thought liberty sounded. It's a little tinnier. <laughs> yeah. The tintinambulation <laughs> of that particular bell left me a bit <laughs> underwhelmed, Jess. <laughs> um, you you talk, but I have like a I have like a a, 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 a master thesis that I want to share with you. But what do you think of this one? Wholesale slaughter. It's like Wholesale. one of those things, like jackbooted thugs. Oh, yeah. You know, after the, after to modify slaughter, which I believe is an absolute, right? There's no half slaughter. Yeah. There's, there's no half measures when it comes no, to well, slaughter. Retail. Yeah. Retail yeah. slaughter is the opposite, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's right. Or like one of those slaughter your own cow parks that I went to as a kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a bespoke slaughter. That's, a, that's, that's right. designer slaughter. It's a f- fun for the whole family slaughtering, slaughtering experience. Um, you're, are you, when she says, are you a victor or victim? I'm, I wish I had the visual. I don't know if she's accusing the audience because it doesn't seem to make sense. At one point she goes through what I would assume to be the commissioners pointing the accusatory finger. But then she asks, are you victim or victor? If I had victor, um, I'd take that option, right? Yeah. I, I don't know what I don't know what she's trying to do with that. Yeah. But tell me what you're thinking about um, Irving, this lady who who, ch- who channeled Irving Berlin there at the end. The just sheer theatricality of all of these perform all, all of these Americans, all these performers it really does. I mean, it, they are scenery chewing and they are making scenes. And this so this is my master thesis. It goes back to the origins of reality television. Did you ever see, did you see any of Ameri- An American Family about the loud family on PBS? So, oh, yeah. Right? Seven, yeah. 70s show where they just turned on fly on the wall cameras on a family and the family under the cameras kind of fell apart. So there was a divorce and one of the, the kids came out and um, the, you know, the family sort of fell to pieces and the accounts given and, but, but PBS got a lot of money to do this because it was like, you know, they were doing for American white upper-class American families, what Jane Goodhall and Goodall and everyone had done for for other primates. Right. And until reality and until reality TV came along as a genre, it wasn't even seen as that unethical, but now because, because we could yes. place it in that canon or as an ur text. It's like, what the hell was going on? But for and, years, we're just like, that was an interesting experiment. Yeah, yeah, right. And it, there was something almost scholarly about it. And then there's yeah. the Fred Wiseman films and the Verite films. Okay, so uh, Mrs. Loud, I can't remember her first name, but after it said that the so that what came up for her and that people have said this on the on the Seven Up series too that her the issue was that the cameras were around and they. She, you felt like you shouldn't be boring when the cameras were mm. on you, even though they mm. told you just be yourself. And so you couldn't help wanting to make a scene, literally make a scene, like contribute to the, to the, to the theater. And so they weren't burning film because you, there was subtle pressure on you. You know, they, were, they shot so much film. It was a zillion dollar 
um, you know, on old film uh, production. And so you knew that you were just wasting their time if you were just like chewing your lip or reading a book. And so you subtly wanted to become more theatrical. Anyway, the money saved by people who decided to take it on themselves, not to just be, uh, you know, be um, like the primates in the in the in the scene, but to actually show off to be theatrical personalities that would write their own scripts, do their own makeup, whatever. Then we come to The Apprentice. Then we come to reality television that, you know, this thing that started out as verite where they were just going to do whatever they were going to do. Now, all of a sudden, it turns out that you don't even have to pay someone like the Tiger King or whatever. They'll just act when the cameras are on. And then you have all this in public space, which is, you know, these aren't surveillance film and audio that we're getting of these people. These are people yeah. being like, step aside, hold my beer, clear the air, bring the spotlight down on me, you know, c- take a close up. Here I go. I've yeah. written this speech. And it is just bizarre that we live in a world where like, you know, everyone has a camera and is ready to turn it over to all the people who are ready to put on a show. Yeah, we've conditioned uh, the citizenry to act like this. And I'm going to just turn the lens on ourselves. How culpable are we in giving these people a platform? Yeah. I mean, you mean by by putting our cameras on them, by right now putting them on your show, by paying a lot of attention? Me and you. Me and you. I mean, let me, I'll ask, I'll answer a couple questions that I've been grappling with. One, are we judging? Yes, we absolutely are. Are we smug? Yes. Do we feel superior to them? Yes. Is there anything wrong with that? I think not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and all of these people, in terms of their freedom and their personal freedom, they would, I don't know if they'd all agree, but it is true that, you know, your freedom to throw a punch stops at my nose. It's a pretty apt metaphor because... It's not freedom not to wear a seatbelt, right? That's a maybe or a bike helmet or a motorcycle helmet. So that's the libertarian argument. Like it's my body. I could choose to do put it in harm's way. But the mask is putting other people in harm's way. It does nothing for the wearer unless it's an N95. I don't think these people, maybe the 5G lady, because she likes things with numbers in them, maybe she'd wear one. But in general, they're saying, I'm not, my freedom is that I don't have to do something to, project, to protect you. And that's just a misreading yes. of the classic libertarian line. The libertarians would say, I don't have to do something to protect me. Yes. It's the don't tread on me so I can cough on you logic. We have a winner. It is, I thought it would be, I'm not a burglar. It is, in fact... What the heck, what the hell, lady? But let's go out on this stirring rendition of God Bless America. And I thank you, Virginia Heffernan, host of podcast, and my guide as we unmasked the greatest mask rants of the last two weeks of 2020. Thank you so much, Virginia. Thank you, Mike. God bless America, my home, sweet home. Let liberty raise! And that's it for today's show. Kind of a weird one. Kind of weird. We were produced by a person, a woman, a man, a microphone, and a TV. More specifically, Daniel Schrader, Margaret Kelly, and executive producer of Slate Podcast, Alicia Montgomery. The gist. You know, when your insanity froths over, leaving telltale flecks of spittle in the corners of your mouth, you know what covers that up well? Here's a hint. I have the mask right here. I carry it, and I will use it gladly. Come on, is that guy going to self-muzzle? Umpru depru dupru, and thanks for listening. <laughs>